Well, good morning. It's good to see you. Welcome to Worship With Us today, whether you're here in the building or whether you are uh, online. It's really great to have you. This morning, um, as we come to worship, I want to read these words from Psalm 96. It says, For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. And he is the one that we come to worship this morning. Today's reading is taken from Mark chapter 10, reading from verse 13, the little children and Jesus. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. Amen. So we've talked about our priorities in life. So we're now kind of going to think about our priorities in church. What is important to you when you come to church? And not just on a Sunday, but church life generally throughout the week. What is important here in the life of Barclay View Force Church? Is it the little things? The colour of the walls? The chairs? What hymn book we use? Do we have a choir? What does the choir wear? What does the minister wear? Is he wearing a dog collar today? Does he wear robes? Does he not? Who sits where? Now, I have been in churches, and I'm sure you have too, where some people always sit in a certain seat. And woe betide anybody else who sits there. But I'm sure that doesn't happen here in Barclay View Forth. But we can get caught up too much in the little things of church life. And then we have the slightly bigger things in church. The groups we belong to, the committees we're on, the session, the choir, the music group. These things do matter but maybe they shouldn't be our biggest priority. And then the larger things in life, in church life, what should we be putting first? God, prayer, showing love to one another, and young people. Now, I'm not going to empty the jar again, because I'm sure you get the idea. If we fill the jar of, of life, church life up with the little things, we're not going to have time for the big, important things. So we need to get our priorities right in church. And sometimes it can be really easy in church to get them wrong. We can focus on the little things. We can even get too busy running from this group to that group to one committee to another committee, which are all good. But when they take us away from God, they're not so good. We can get so busy that we forget to spend time with God collectively and individually. And it can be important every now and again just to stop, to take stock of what we're doing in our own lives and in the life of our congregation. 
And I think that we've been given this time at the moment because we're coming out of lockdown. We're slowly coming out. We're rethinking what we're doing. So let's get our priorities right. Let's just not instantly rush back and do everything the way we were doing it before. This is a good opportunity to change if we want to, to listen to God, which above all is the most important thing, and then try out some different things. And being engaged in the growing young process, that's another good opportunity in the life of their congregation to see, are our priorities right? Are we including young people as much as we can? Are we giving young people the priority they deserve? Or are we just playing lip service to it? And the question for the young people is, do you feel included? Are there things you would like to be involved in, but don't feel that you are? Well, this is now the time over the coming weeks and months to become involved, to make suggestions, for us all to try out different things together. And as we heard last week, we were introduced to this model of growing young, where we have Jesus in the middle, because that is the big priority. And then we have best neighbours, keychain leadership, empathy today, warm relationships, Jesus' message. And the one we're talking about today, if you haven't already guessed, is prioritising young people everywhere. Now, the research that was done and goes into this Growing Young book and project has shown that by being intentional in the prioritising of young people, there are many benefits, and not just for the young people, but for the whole congregation. A couple of quotes from the book. A pastor of over 40 years has said, everybody rises when you focus on children and teens. And another quote, Young people are like salt. When they are included, they make everything taste better. Now, I really like that idea, that it's not just the young who benefit, but we all benefit. And for those of us that, you know, do remember our teens, but they were a few years ago, um, I find them helpful, and it's useful to think that we can all benefit. Nobody is left out. And the song that we just sang reminded us of that as well. We count if we are 90 or 9 or just a baby. Everybody counts. We are all church together. So we're not just to prioritise young people in certain areas. And we don't just leave the work to our children's worker or to our children's team. We've all to be involved together, to be intentional together. Families are important as well. And the parental influence on young people is very great, even if the teenagers don't actually want to admit that at the moment. Parents need support. They need to communicate with families. We need to be there to help and to pray for them. And there are seven golden words to help support a family. I wonder if you can guess what they are. How can we pray for your family? How many times do we actually ask that question? How can we pray for your family? So that's something that we can do. Young people can be given responsibilities within our church life. And there are many areas that we can learn from younger people. 
not least in the area of technology. I really couldn't have coped over the last 18 months setting up Zoom accounts and all the rest if I didn't have youngsters in the house. They've now moved out, so I'm a wee bit more cagey about what I can do. But they might have music or drama talents. It's not just in the area of technology. Young people are often passionate about climate issues, social justice issues, mission. But they're part of the ongoing life and work of our congregation now, not just in the future. They're not the church of the future. They're part of the church of today. And they have gifts. Have we found out what their gifts are? Do we encourage them to use their gifts? It's important to be intentional, but action and participation are even better. We can say that a practice is important. We can be intentional about that practice. We can talk about it. But it's only when we start to put our words into action is when change happens. So you might be thinking, yeah, this all sounds great. But does it really have anything to do with the Bible or with the teachings of Jesus? Well, the passage that we heard read this morning clearly shows us that we, when we prioritize the young, we are following Jesus' example. The disciples were used to crowds of people coming, trying to get to see Jesus, to hear him, to touch him, to be with him. And they had already heard from Jesus earlier on about the value of children. In the previous chapter, Jesus had taken the child in his arms and said, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. But these disciples were still struggling a little bit about this idea. But on this occasion, when the families were coming to bring their children to Jesus, the disciples crossed a line, and Jesus wasn't going to stand for it. They tried to prevent the children from being brought to Jesus. The disciples were irritated. They wanted Jesus to spend time with important people, with adults, not with families, with children. But Jesus wasn't having any of that. And they were commanded to let the children through. And Jesus reminded them again that the kingdom of God belonged to such as these. So here Jesus is showing the importance of children, the importance of people, again, who do not have any social status in the world of the time. For although children were once treasured in Old Testament Judaism, by the time of Jesus, they were not seen as equal in value to adults. But Jesus turned that around, as he so often does, and he demonstrates that kingdom values are not the same values that the world has. Now, this passage doesn't mean that we're to be childish, but to become childlike and to have that total trust and dependency that a child has, to come into God's kingdom like a child. It's in a child's nature to trust, to be sincere, to be dependent, and it's that nature that can inspire us as we all grow young. So Jesus, as always, leads the way for us to prioritize children and young people in our church life. Children and young people need to trust in something, in someone. 
They need to feel that adults are interested in them, that they're cared for by adults, listened to by adults. And that's the same in church as in family or school life. They need to feel included, listened to, ideas taken seriously. And this doesn't stop when they reach the age of 18. This applies to young adults too, to those who are leaving home for the first time to go to university, starting a first job, and perhaps become parents for the first time, entering a new scary stage of life when they realize, actually, this adult world maybe isn't quite what I thought it might be when I was young. But they also need to feel valued and included. And that's where those of us who are that wee bit more older, more mature can come in. Are we listening to the voices of those younger than ourselves? Are we allowing them to exercise their God-given gifts and talents? Do we value and include them in every part of our church life? That's a challenging thought that I'm going to leave you with this morning. And over the coming weeks and months, as we engage with the other aspects of the growing young, as we engage with our church coming out of lockdown, may we think prayerfully and innovatively about how we can respond to all this. Amen. We're now coming to our prayers for others, and I want everybody to be included this time as well. So Stephanie's going to come up and give me a wee hand here. Um, we're See if we can get this up. This is our prayer priority jar. So what I want you to all to be thinking about while I stick this up is what priorities in prayer for others do we have this morning? Because prayer is a priority thing, but what we pray for can often change from day to day or week to week. So what things do you think we should be praying about this morning? Thanks for our church, for our world, for the nation. And what I want you to do is just shout out some things and Stephanie is going to help me write them down and then we'll stick them on. So anybody, any ideas what you think we could pray for this morning? Yep. Anything else? Keep them coming. Yep, families, I'll do families. Because it's quite a big jar we've got, so we've got lots of things that we can stick on. Anything else? Climate change. People in our neighbourhood, yeah. Peace. Oh, Church of Scotland. Any, any other one that Stephanie can write down? Hospital, people in hospital, yep. There was another one there. Yep, I'll do the NHS. Grieving, yep, yep. Hospital waiting lists. Sorry? Leaders. Leaders. That's quite good. Well, that, do, do you think that's, that's quite a lot of priorities for today? So let us join together in prayer. Let us pray. Our Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you that you hear when we call to you. We thank you that you want us to be like you, that you want us to trust in you 
like children, that, we want, that you want us to depend on you like children. And so we bring all these prayer requests to you, Lord. We pray for our friends, that we may be nice to them and they be good to us. We pray for our families. We thank you for our families, Lord. And we pray for our neighborhood, for those people that we can reach out to. We pray, Lord, for our church here and for the Church of Scotland, that you may guide us as we come out of lockdown, that you may guide us, Lord, in your mission to preach the gospel and the good news of Jesus. We pray for people that are in hospital, Lord, and those on waiting lists. We pray that you would be with them, and we pray for our NHS, Lord. We thank you for the doctors and the nurses and everyone who works in our NHS, that you would give them strength to continue, Lord, and pray that people in hospital, Lord, would get better. We pray for those, Lord, who are grieving, that you would give them peace and comfort. We pray for our school teachers, Lord, at this the start of a new session, that you be with them and be with the pupils as well. We pray for our animals, Lord, that we care for them, that we look after them. And Lord, we pray for climate change. We pray that as we are responsible for the state of the world, that you would help us to know how to change it and that you would bring a change to us in small ways and a change to your wondrous world. We pray for peace in our world, Lord. Pray especially this morning for Afghanistan. We have all seen terrible scenes again this week of people clamoring to get out. We just pray, Lord, that your peace would come to that land and that you help us to help those who have managed to get out, that we can share with them our resources. So Lord, we do just thank you that we can bring all these prayers to you, not just this morning, but throughout the week. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So these things you can remember to pray about during the week as well, not just this morning. So we close this morning with singing, Restore, O Lord, the honour of your name.
And so we go from this place, Lord. We go with you. We go with prayer as our priority. We go with young people in mind, Lord. And we go always with you, restoring your name. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all every day. Amen.